Welcome back to Radio Maria Australia. You're listening to the Good Morning Show when it's time for our faith in the everyday segment, a time where we get to sit down with ordinary people who I believe live and lead extraordinary lives. And today we have a special guest with us and our guest really needs no introduction. You know, please welcome the one, the only Father Rob Galea. Father Rob, how are you going? I'm doing well. I'm really, really pleased to be on the show and yeah. I'm excited to see what, what we come up with during oh, the show. Of course. Thank you. Oh, honestly. Now, Father Rob, I have very little, little time with you, but I'd love to start from the beginning. Um, I would love to know, when did faith become something you had? You know, When did you realize that moment where you embraced your faith? And could you please share, I guess, who played a pivotal role in introducing you to, to faith? Well, first of all, I um, I don't think there's a particular moment where I received faith. Of course, my faith has grown and there have been significant milestones in my life where I know I've grown and my faith has changed. Yeah. But I think faith was something instilled in me um, as a child with my parents, you know, yeah. making me go to mass when I didn't want to go to mass <laughs> um, helping me. And with my night prayers, praying before meals, yeah. um, teaching me Bible stories. Mm. But then there were some significant moments where I took the faith of my parents and yeah. made it my own. Mm. And it doesn't mean that I didn't have before. the faith, but I mm. just decided to own it and to yes. respond to it. Mm. And so these, I think there were three significant moments in my life. Yeah, please there was <laughs> one, one moment... Um, I think the first moment, significant moment, was when I was 17 years old. And that was a moment where I came from a time of, of, of breakdown, a time of rebellion, addiction. Mm -hmm. I had run away from home. Disowned my faith in many ways because wow. I felt unworthy. I still believed in God. And mm -hmm. this is, you see, this is the beautiful thing that I didn't start out of nowhere. So uh, there was that seed of faith that my parents probably thought they had failed with me. You know, wow. a lot of parents think, hey, my son, my daughter's rebelled, all of this for nothing. I'm mm. supposed to be a person of faith and my children don't have faith. But actually, that seed was there. It was dormant. It was still, but it was there. And wow. it was because of that seed that at the age of 17, when I was in um, my, my darkest moment, mm. I had to cry out somewhere. I was at the end of myself. And the only place I knew to cry out was to God, that this seed, a uh, turn to this seed of faith. Yeah. And it started to sprout. Mm. It started to m m uh, leave a great impact in yeah. my life. Wow. So I would say, yes, it's my parents, my parents mm. that um, helped me first. That's one, one significant moment. Yeah, yeah. And you've got, you've said you've got two others of you. <laughs> yes, there are two others. I think the second one came later yeah. when I had to decide to follow Jesus. You know, I believed in Jesus, but now I needed to follow Jesus. Mm. And so this was, um, so Jesus had impacted my life, brought me out of the addiction. Uh, I have a whole book about this, but yes. I won't go into the details. Breakthrough. But, mm. Yes, breakthrough. And then, um, but there was a moment where I had to decide to follow Jesus, you know, yeah. like with yeah. my lifestyle. And this was a, a medical doctor who was a preacher in, in my youth group. And he took me under his wings. He discipled me. And he started to show me, to introduce me to Jesus. Small things like we'd yeah. go to mass together. Yeah. And he'd say, look, 
this is where Jesus is present. This is so to, like he just started to introduce me to the Jesus that he loved. Yeah, it was yeah. different though because he was he like he really knew God so mm. personally, and he was introducing me to his best friend. Yeah, wow. and slowly, Jesus became my best friend. Beautiful. So that was a second significant moment, which wasn't yes. a particular moment. It was a moment of discipleship. Yeah, that's right. Then the third moment was was um, a bishop, Bishop Joe Gregg, who was um, eventually I ended up um, following the Lord. And then I had to decide whether I wanted to, to serve him. And so there were two people, actually, Padre Giovanni, an Italian priest, and Bishop Joe. Mm. And these two people taught me to love, to serve, to love, to... Um, to put others before myself. Yeah. And it was where I started to consider the priesthood, where I started to think mm. maybe, hey, I could use mm. th this love that I have for Jesus to, to invest in the lives of people, to, to, wow. to evangelize. Yeah. And so it yeah. was their love for people, their love for the proclamation of the gospel, yeah. Yeah. that my faith took another step. It didn't. So the first one was about God rescuing me. The second one, was about me following Jesus. And the third moment was about me being sent out. Wow. Beautiful. I was, I was going to ask you, when did um, discerning the priesthood begin? So it was, it was that love from the bishop and the priest that, that you yes. received and you saw. Yes. Mm. So look, it, I didn't know. I didn't want to be a priest, to be honest. <laughs> I used to pray, Lord, I'll do whatever you want, but mm. I didn't want to be a priest. I had a I had a girlfriend. I read for a degree in commerce. I graduated in commerce, and, wow. and my dad had a business. I'm, I'm I was starting to take over that business, mm. and then um, again I met this Italian priest, and I just thought, man, I don't want to be a priest, but if I'll be anything like this guy, I'll mm. consider it. And slowly I started to. It wasn't him. It was his love for people. And their response to his love for them. Yeah. And I wanted that. Yeah. I wanted yeah. that in my life. I wanted to, to give. Mm. Um, and so that's where the, I was 21 years old. So I didn't wow. consider the priesthood until I was 21. <laughs> well, actually, I was, I was in the MJLs myself as well as a brother with the MJLs for about, you know, six years or so. Yes. Um, and then obviously discerned, I, I discerned um, what they call lay missionary. I wanted to be a lay missionary for, for God and, um, so, but again, it's, it's people's, like my mom's, for example, my mom's love for people inspired me to want to serve people. I'm like, oh, hang on. I want to be like you, you know, mm. um, Father Rob, you know, you've had an incredibly beautiful faith journey. I'm very sure. Have uh, there been ups and downs? I'm sure there've been ups and downs, you know, mm. how, how do you navigate? For me, for example, I remember during COVID, I was literally stuck here because my parents are in Nigeria and I couldn't fly back because the borders were shot and the planes were grounded. And I was facing homelessness. I was facing, you know, those, those things. And what kept me going was the rosary. I was, you know, mass, all that stuff. I struggled with it, you know, praying to God, just trying to figure out what's happening. But the rosary kept me going, you know, in those moments of, of doubt of, that you've, you know, experienced that, you know, what keeps you going, Father Rob? Well, I'd say, again, it's not one thing. It is prayer. Of course, it's prayer. Prayer, prayer is the first thing. It isn't everything. Because yeah. you see, even Bishop Joe used to say this prayer is the first thing, but it's not everything. everything. Wow. Because and then there's the, the, the things that come after it, that the mm. call to action. Yeah. But I'd say um, I have gone through moments where I wanted to give up. That mm. I have gone through moments of doubt and serious doubt mm. to the point where I, I, I ended up in 
crisis. Um, and, and it's okay. It's okay to come to this point. But you know what? I thank God because it was, it was things like the Divine Mercy Chaplet. It was the things like the Rosary. It was the things like prayer. But it was also the community that surrounded me, that I could cry to, that I could go with my doubt and my anger, my frustrations, my disappointments. Mm. But also, and then it was a lot of physical things. Now, people might not understand this, but exercise for me right, has yeah. been so important. I struggled my whole life, still struggle with depression, anxiety, with, with things in my life that are very, very heavy. And mm. so it has been these moments where these disciplines in my life of prayer, of meditation, of, of exercise, yeah. daily exercise, because I think we are all connected. We can't just look after our soul and neglect mm. the body that carries it. Yeah. So wow. for me, that has been um, a, also a very, very important part of my faith journey, mm. of, of my sanity, of my service to God. Yeah, and they're all yeah. very much connected. And, and then one more thing is rest. Mm. How important. We underestimate rest. We think we're superheroes, that we don't need rest. Jesus, God rested on the seventh day, and yeah. we think that we're better than God and, and choose not to rest. Yeah. If yeah. I honestly believe, really, if we are working seven days a week, and we don't have time to pray, and we don't have time to exercise, and we don't have time to rest, then we're doing a whole lot more than God is asking of us. That makes sense. Wow. Pray, exercise, and rest. Yes. Love. I love that. Um, Father, one of your, I guess, famous quotes that is attributed to you is do it scared. You know, um, mm. where did that come from? You know, and, and what does that really mean to you? And, and you know, and what did you mean by that? Well, it was the sort of the the motto over my own life. Mm. It's um, something that I had to live over and over. Do it scared. It, what does it mean? Do it afraid. Do, do even though you're afraid, do mm. it anyway. Mm. Now, mm. I myself, um, an introvert. I, I, I don't like crowds. I don't like being in front of people. I don't like um, stepping out of my comfort zone. But mm. I have learned that I cannot wait for the fear to go away in order to act. Mm. I have to act within my fear. And this is where a person who is courageous is not a person who doesn't feel fear, but a person who experiences fear and steps out amidst the fear. And this is why I, every time I have to stand in front of a crowd, every time I have to celebrate a mass in front of people, every time I have to confront something that is discomforting, I have to, every day, there isn't a single day of my life that I yeah. don't do it afraid, do it scared. And so it's something that I have to keep reminding myself. Um, and it's something that I have to live every day. Yeah. Wow, amazing. Music, obviously, Father Rob, is a massive part of the ministry. I actually remember playing with you um, in Bendigo with, with Jim Bryant as well a couple of years ago. And um, why, why, why is music a vital part of your ministry and, and why do you think it's important for ministry in general just just music well i think music is a is part of the language the transcendent language that people speak now mm. let me give you a practical mm. thing and you would have seen this with jen as well you know you can talk i can go to schools i speak to about maybe four hundred thousand students a year around the world so I go and I stand in front of a crowd of two, three, four thousand students and I can talk and 
they're fine, they're engaged. But the minute you start playing, all of a sudden you speak their language. So one, it is a transcendent language and all around the world. So I'm heading off to China next week. You know, I, I'm in Istanbul in a few weeks time. I don't speak the language. I've just come back from, I've just come back from India. India. Yeah. I, a lot of them don't speak English, but the minute you start playing music, you've spoken their language. And all of a sudden there's this transcendent connection. Why? Because it is a universal language. Yes. Yeah. But also because we know it is something common with heaven. You see, the angels cry, holy, holy, holy. They sing their praises to God. Mm. And so there's something intrinsic inside of us that listens, that rests, that understands music. If mm. you've ever been upset and you go and the world, you cut yourself off from the world, but you listen to music and all of a sudden you're connected. Yeah. And so my role as a priest is to proclaim Jesus in word and in sacrament. Yeah. And so I use music as a means to proclaim the word of God, mm. to reach to the hearts of people through music. I'm not a performer. I perform because i that's part of music. When you're preaching, you're performing. You are yeah. performing right now on the radio. <laughs> Even though that doesn't mean there's no authenticity. There's absolute authenticity. Yeah. But yeah. the fact that I, I do this as a proclamation of the gospel, it's not mm. a performance, it's mm. a proclamation. Yeah. Father, talking about, you know, traveling to India and China and these places. Father, you've, you've traveled a lot of places around the world. You've been to, you know, the US, you know, World Youth Days. And what is your experience with all of this? You know, like what, what goes through your mind when you see yourself, Rob, just going on planes, going here and there, and you look back on your, in your childhood and you go, where did I, how did this get here? You know what I mean? Like what, <laughs> well, like what, um, how you experience those things, you know, Father Rob? Well, I think it's just, um, it, it, there was a time where it was really exciting, you know, to be on yeah. a plane and to be different parts <laughs> of the world. And now, um, and there are even points where, like, I have to wake up. I'm in the habit of doing this. Wake up, open my eyes, and I count to ten to try and figure out where I am, <laughs> in what country I am in. <laughs> wow. And, but, you see, people are people. We, I want to proclaim the gospel to mm. people. Any door that is open, we will go yeah. as long as we can go. Um, it's nice to go to these places and it's all um, incredible to go around the world. But to be honest, I don't see anything. I don't. I go. I've been like I go to China. I go mm. to the church. I speak. I preach. And then I'm out before I even have a chance to see the, anything because I have to get back to my parish. I get back to the parish every weekend. Wow. You know? And so I... Um, yeah, I've been all around the world, but mm -hmm. to be honest, I haven't seen anything. But it doesn't matter because for me, I just I want to yes. to tell people about Jesus, and I will go right. every place that yeah. they're ready to to listen. Yeah. Two more questions, Father Rob. Um, one thing you've 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 seen, I haven't traveled to you know to countries to, to states in, in the country as well, and um, ministries and, and all. Like, what is one thing you reckon young people? Um, struggle with the most the, the the most thing that young people like us struggle with and and um, yeah if you could tell us one thing you've seen and and how I guess you'll address you know in your ministry address it well I think the biggest thing right now that young people experience is is a lack of objectivity so there's uh they're, they're confused mm. they think they know but the, there's also a lot of deceit and they deep down, deep down, they know, they know that there must be more. And so what my ministry and what I do and what we do as FRG ministries, we go 
and give them this credible, objective option of the love of God, mm. where they're offered subjectivity, you, your truths. But we go and, and we just go and in a palpable way, in a way yeah. that they can understand, in the way they can receive. Mm. I was just speaking to, what, 30, 40,000 people in India. And you, it's a Catholic area where I was in Goa, Vijawada. Mm -hmm. And when I go to these places, they've been offered so much, even in their Catholic Catholicity, so mm -hmm. many options. And secularism has come in with so many options. And they're confused, they're lost. And when they come and they come back to this objective love of God, lives, lives are changed. Like, mm -hmm. lives are changed because they, they finally think, finally, someone is bringing us, is saying something about the truth. Because everyone's afraid. People yeah. are afraid. The church is afraid. We just released a podcast. I don't know. We do a podcast. Yeah. Um, Catholic Influencers Influences, podcast. Yeah, yeah. And we just released an episode about yoga is it about yoga yeah. and you just the anger the frustration why why are they angry because they're surprised that there's something wrong with yoga now i'm not going to go into that now yeah, yeah yeah but they're surprised because and why are they surprised it's our fault they're surprised mm -hmm. because no one the church in confession the priest tells them as long as you don't do this for this intention then it's fine as long as you don't do this that's rubbish, rubbish. We need objectivity. We need to move away from evil yeah. and to stay close to God. Yeah. It's as simple as that. Yeah. And we've turned the black and white into gray, and it is so gray that there's no... There, there's no truth. Yes, there's no foundation. There's no truth. And our young people, to get back to your question, yeah. have no truth. They have no objectivity. Oh, man. Oh, kind of question uh, sort of links to it you know advice for our listeners on radio on the podcast who um i guess trying to figure out what to do with their lives in this crazy world of again different truths and different things you know um do i want to be a priest or do i want to be married do i want to my musician i don't know what to do like how does how does um yeah advice for people like us who want to figure out what to do with their lives Father? okay i think one of the greatest advice i ever got was world youth day 2000 and eight, um, and it was Cardinal Pell giving yeah. the introductory speech. And he said something that impacted my life forever. Yeah. He said this, he said, there is more freedom in one commitment than a thousand options. Oof. There is more freedom in one commitment than a thousand options. We are afraid to commit. Mm. So see where the Lord <laughs> wants you to go. You, in mm. many ways, you know, yeah. and commit. So, Often we're trying to keep our options open, mm -hmm. and you'd see this through Netflix. You know, you're flipping, you spend more time flipping through the program no, than you actually do to commit to a program. That is true. And to a, and there's that's frustrating. You know, once you mm -hmm. commit to a program, you might like it, you might not like it, but it's better than flipping through. Yes, the yes. thousand options. Mm -hmm. So commit and stop being afraid. Stop, stop moving around, and and stop trying to keep your options open because it's mm -hmm. actually limiting you not taking not 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 giving you the freedom that god wants from you yeah, so yeah. commit yeah. and find discern with the community discern with people around you yeah. but stop waiting and stop hanging around commit to the lord yeah. commit to your vocation commit to serving god and serving others oh fantastic father rob one last thing favorite movie favorite song favorite tv show let's hear it okay so my favorite movie is the pink panther 
Oh, um, the, but the new one, the new one, like it's, oh, uh, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, very, it's so bad, but it's one of those movies that I, you just, I yeah. can just relax. I can just relax oh, with. Beautiful. Um, favorite TV show. Um, I've just, I'm looking, I don't watch much TV, to be mm, honest, mm. but I remember I, it's a bit heavy. I don't necessarily endorse it, but it was um, quite impacting is um, Breaking Bad. Oh, yes. So yes, I watched yes. that. My wife lost that, Breaking Bad. <laughs> yes. Um, so it's a bit heavy, so I had to watch half an episode at a time. <laughs> and then uh, favorite song? Uh, my favorite song, um, I would say at the moment, is um, Canticle by Thea, um, that I'm listening to at the moment. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. I have a lot of faith. Of good favorite songs but that's always the hardest <laughs> yeah of course no thank you so much father rob i really appreciate you coming down and um yeah i'll hopefully catch you guys catch you soon at some point yes again. Thanks, okay thanks, god bless rob. you appreciate thanks. it appreciate it <laughs>